Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. In my late 20s, once the internet came out, it was it changed everything, man. It, it took my career from making like 10 grand, I don't know, whatever it was, 20 grand a year. Right. Hell, I was, this is a great story. I was actually selling women's shoes in King of Prussia. That's where I met my wife. I need to work. I need to hustle. You know, I was a hustler, man. From 94 WIP, it's Wired This Way, a show about the top sports personalities in Philadelphia, their lives, their stories, and their success. I'm Andrew Porter. When it comes to football and NFL reporting, Adam Kaplan is one of the best really in the country. He's done everything from ESPN covering the Senior Bowl, the NFL Combine, NFL owners meetings. He's worked for Sirius Radio. He's worked for FoxSports.com. He's worked for the Philadelphia Eagles. And he got his start thanks to the large fantasy football boom and the community that that has created. Now you often see Kaplan reporting breaking news on Twitter where he has over 100,000 Twitter followers and you can listen to his Inside the Eagles podcast. Adam has bounced around from year to year, but he's always done what he's loved and that's cover football. In this conversation with Adam Kaplan, we start from the beginning where he grew up in Cheltenham, not Sheltonham. I have friends growing up who couldn't even pronounce it correctly. It's Cheltenham. Reggie Jackson went to my high school. How about that? We were the 100th graduating class, Andrew, before you were born. Wow. 1984. Um, so, yeah, I went to private school before that. I wish I never left, to be honest with you. I, went, I was at Penn Charter, uh, six through nine. I know our Joe DeCamera was there. Not, of course, way, all after, way after I was. But, Let's start with your, yeah. your childhood. What was your childhood like growing up? So, in, uh... so I went to private school. You know, Penn Charter, before Penn Charter, I went to Abington Friends. Okay. Um, I thought that that would be my way of life, going to private schools. And... <laughs> Typical of my parents, and I, I do, I applaud them for it, but I fought them, is they wanted me to meet girls. Penn Charter, Andrew, had no girls when I was there. No, boys no lie. Right. Two years later, they let girls in. So here, I'm fighting with my parents. I actually ran away for half a day because I was, I was, the only friends I had were these guys. Right. Growing up. Siblings? Yeah. I've, I'm the youngest of four boys. Okay. Um, I was supposed to be the girl at intake, and here I am. Um, they, my parents were in their early 40s. They wanted a girl. And, and I'm like, uh, I'm a nephew to like easily eight, eight boys. It's crazy. I think we finally had, I think my father, before he passed away, yes, he did see my nephew Brian's twins. I think one's a boy and one's a girl. I think that was the first one. Wow. So it's unbelievable. We have all these males and the testosterone in our family. So. Close family? You're close with your yeah, parents? Yeah, yeah. We all, um, we all, my one brother who went to Texas A&M in the 80s, he moved back. Yeah, he lives close by. One brother who lives in New Hope, that area. Uh, I'm in the area, obviously. Um, we all are. My mom's in Huntington Valley. Um yeah, we, we all are. I love it here. I'll never move. I've had I had an opportunity to move to L.A. I've had opportunities to move. I'm not going to do it. I I, uh, I love living here, man. It's There's nothing like it. The, the the cost of living is fantastic. I live in the suburb. It's great. And I see no reason to move. If it, you'll, you'll know as you get older, and a lot of people are younger, will know this when they get in their 30s and 40s and 50s. A quality of life is so important as you get older. It's When you're not chasing money anymore, I'm not chasing money anymore. Um, I, I love what I do, but I also love enjoying it and not having to, 
uh, move somewhere where I don't know the area, and, and that's why I've not moved. Where your love for sports did that start early? And yeah, how did I that thought. Happen? Yeah, Andrew, I thought I was going to be a play-by-play guy. Actually, I've done play-by-play for the American Flag Football League. Okay. Um, AFFL.com. You could see I I called the championship game. Jason Avant was in it. Michael Vick was in it. You could, it's it's actually fun if you check them out on Twitter. Um, I did play-by-play for the Soul. I loved it. Hopefully, I may do it again. Who knows? Um, in the Arena Football League, but that was my first love. But I actually. What happened was I became such a football fan and a sports fan, I was not getting the insight about what was happening. That my inspiration was to get in sports was very simple. I want to know how the sausage was made. How, how did you put together that game plan? Why did you cut that player? Why did you do that contract? I, I asked a thousand questions to people I'm, I'm tight with in the NFL because I want to know how. why did you do that? I'm not judging you. I just want to know why you did it. And as a reporter or, or as a kid growing up in Philly, in the Philadelphia area, I was not getting that. And... Game stories told me absolutely nothing. I watched the game. Tell me what I didn't see. And I'm not criticizing the reporters. I'm just telling you I did not get anything. Right. Not very much. So I made a decision that I would become a reporter. Um, and that's what I eventually did as this I got older. This is when you're a teenager at this point? Yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I, wrote, um, I wrote a little bit in college. I did a little bit of, uh, yeah, it was pretty funny, actually. I did basketball. Do you play sports, too? Or yeah, I really? played all three. Yeah. In fact, um, in ninth grade... Mark Gubaza, who was with the Royals, who's who, uh, who's from Philly, he got a super, he got a World Series ring uh, in '85. In 1980, Andrew, um, I was I was six feet. I thought I was going to be six five, and I was probably one of the better basketball players. And I, I thought, geez, I, maybe I maybe I could be a Division three player. But I, unfortunately, I grew a half an inch after that. Right. So that was that. Um, you know, in Penchardi, you really have to play sports. But then I went to public. I I think I set a record. I got cut by three teams in eleventh grade. It was embarrassing. Yeah, I I, I don't forget stuff like the, it stays with you. Yeah, because I thought I was better than everyone in my age group. I turned out I wasn't. So I took up golf again and played golf for my twenties and got rid of that. I played tennis. I still play tennis. I play a little bit golf now because I get invited to charity events. But yeah, like growing up, like everyone in my age group. Yeah, we all played sports. You do Ohio University. You start your college career there. Yes. Yeah, so so, so what how happened? Does that happen? Yeah. So I wanted to go out west, and my parents were like, "We want to be able to drive." Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And so this is the mid '80s, and they were a great basketball school, terrible football school, terrible. But um, actually, um, the late Henry Smith, who went to St. He would transfer from Ohio to St. Joe's. He was there. There were some Philadelphia people. Um, you know, Temple was really just local and. Um, That's where you went after. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and the struggle, and a lot of younger people listening are going through the same thing I did. Um, there was no internet when when in in the eighties, so the opportunities that I got for the internet were were huge. It, I mean, I'm not going to lie; it, helped, it without the internet, you're not speaking to me. Right. It it basically built my career. I own a business called FootballInjuries.com with Jay Glazer of Fox. We had another partner, and without the ability to sort of developed my wear, so to speak, through the internet. Being, I was one of the first bloggers on the internet, like 2000. I worked for fanball.com, which is out in Minneapolis, which is a, a fantasy site, but I was the news editor. Without the, without the internet, I couldn't even learn how to write. I had to learn how to write quickly uh, and be an editor also and edit other people's work because of the internet. So people could say whatever they want, and I, I find it foolish that we do reporting on Twitter, but we have to. But it built my career. I, I'm not going to deny it. Right. Um, so I freely admit, if you want to know my background and how I became you know, a, a, a reporter for ESPN, it was because of the internet. Never thought I'd say that. Now you're asking me these questions, and now we're, I'm thinking about it. First time I've really talked about that, but it's the truth. Without the internet, I'm nobody. What made you switch from Ohio to Temple? I just wanted to come home. Okay. Um, not, not happy out there. The problem is when you don't know a lot of people, 
it's tough. Like when, I don't know about you. I went to over. I went to overnight camp as a kid. Mm-hmm. When I didn't, I was not happy when I didn't know people. I'm a little bit of an introvert, believe it or not. When I don't know people, I don't usually go up to them. I, I want someone else to introduce them. I feel awkward. I'm not a good good at cold calling. It's been something I've struggled with, and it's it's always better. And plus, when I was a kid, again, I, I when I when I went from Penn Charter to Cheltenham. It was traumatic for me because all my friends, I didn't know, I, I knew two people at, at Cheltenham, okay? A couple guys that I knew growing up, and it was tough, man. When, when your parents take you out of that, like parents who are listening, if there's anyone in, who is a parent now, and I'd be, really think about it, taking them out of it. I know why my parents did it, and it did it help me meet girls, sure, but it sucked for losing all those friends. I mean, I, I must have known 30 kids I grew up with, man. That was, that was tough. Did you study broadcast journalism? Yeah, or? RTV, whatever, okay. the, I don't know, broadcast, okay. whatever the hell they called it, uh, Ohio U was like, they called it telecommunications. Okay. Um, but getting through my 20s was tough because there were not the opportunities that I was hoping to get. And in my late 20s, once the internet came out, it was it changed everything, man. It, it took my career from making like 10 grand, I don't know, whatever it was, 20 grand a year. Right. Hell, I was, this is a great story. I was actually selling women's shoes in King of Prussia. That's where I met my wife. I need to wow. work. I need to hustle, you know? Right. I was a hustler, man. So when you graduate from Temple, well, well, first, how was your year at Temple? Did you love it? I was or? only there for like, yeah, like okay. God, 1990, but um, Did it, help it was you? okay. Yeah. Okay. I mean, not really. I was not a good student, okay. so I'm not a good example of going of, of liking school. I didn't like school. Right. It was a means to an end for me. So what happens when you graduate? So, so what happened? My father's the best example of this. My father said to me, he goes, because I was never a good student, but he goes, you know, I always tested well. He goes, he knew what I had to drive. Like I, I had this carrot over me. I had the surf. The search for the truth as a reporter, and it always took me further. Like in my twenties, when I was struggling, making you didn't have a girlfriend. I, w- I was I was just not doing well. Living and at home. Yeah, yeah, or, yeah, yeah. Actually, now that you mentioned it. I was until my like twenty seven, twenty eight, mm-hmm. and I was like, I got to figure something out here. This is ridiculous. Like I, I I know what I want, but I'm not getting there. And then middle mid nineties, man, I um. I got an opportunity, a couple opportunities. My nephew started the first one of the first fantasy football ins, uh, newsletters. My nephew Sam Kaplan, who would later um, become an MMA promoter for Bellator, actually, a Bellator. I don't know if you follow MMA. I don't yeah. follow it, but he became a he, he was their promoter. He would sign all the fighters. Wow. I worked for Sam, and I've started writing again. I'm like, oh, this is interesting. I like fantasy. I played it for like four or five years. Right. But if you start in the ground level for fantasy, Andrew, you could do really well. Yeah, my that friend was kind jo- of the boom, right? right my friend there. John Hanson, fantasy guru. I, yeah. I'm one of the few people who knew Matthew Berry as Matt Berry. I didn't know him as Matthew Berry. Right. Um, I've known him since 99 because wow. I started in the fantasy business. I was one of the f- sort of pioneers in it. Um, it's like anything. If you start if you start early when no one else is doing it, you got a chance to make a living. I made a living with fantasy. I'm not going to hide it. I did. It was, it was very – I'll be honest with you. It drove my thirst for statistics and analytics because of fantasy. It's um, – it's, I'm one of the most unique guys because it's not the path that I thought I would be taking, but – and that opened so many different doors yeah. for you. So, oh, so God, run yeah. through them. I mean, you Sirius Radio, Eagles right. Insider, I, ESPN. Right. I love radio. Like, lo- I don't get me wrong. I love TV because I like the spontaneity of it. But mm-hmm. I love long form. I've been on Sirius NFL Radio since 2004. I helped start it. Uh, the Fantasy Channel was started around me and John Hanson, Fantasy Guru. Our show was so popular that they gave us a second day, and they said, "My God." And it's funny. We would laugh. We go, "It's so not us. It's 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 the it's the genre." Um, people couldn't get enough of it, so they started a, a, a station around us called Sirius XM Fantasy Sports Radio, and we helped start it in uh, like '09. Yeah, we just had the 10th anniversary, right. or 10 or whatever it was, wow. and it's still going strong. It's 24 hours a day, and 
I mean, fantasy, as you know, is just ridiculously big. Everybody plays it. Like, I have friends in the NFL who play with their kids. It's one of the big reasons the NFL is so popular and successful. Top three reasons. Yeah. Yeah, for yeah, sure. Right. I, I love right. it as well. Um, what about like the other? Did you like working for the Eagles? Did you like? Yeah, it was for, weird. Yeah. yeah, it was weird. So as a reporter, it was kind of odd. But I, it was right before I went to ESPN, and I'd done so much Eagles reporting. And Dave Spadaro was a friend of mine. Mm-hmm. I knew so many people with the Eagles and in, in new media. I'm like, okay, you know, we could do this. I left Fox Sports. I got laid off during the lockout, mm-hmm. and I needed a job. And I got like four jobs. Like I didn't never. I'd never publicly announce anything unless I was forced to with ESPN. But um, in 11, in the lockout, I just, just Spadaro hired me, and I, I got a whole bunch of offers. In fact, I got an offer from WIP in 13. Uh, didn't work out, but it actually worked out. Well, it actually did work out for me because I was on both stations at the same time, but it's another story for another time. Right. But, uh, yeah, I, I loved it. My time with – I couldn't – once I signed a full-time cockpit with ESPN, I couldn't work here anymore. But I loved it, man. It, it, I loved doing um, – I love working for the Eagles because I was there for Chip Kelly's first year and I could know Chip a little bit. It was bizarre being working for a team during that time because it was so cool. What are your thoughts on Chip and, Chip that, and was, that whole thing? You know, your Chip, honest thoughts. Yeah. No, I, I've yeah. given a lot of them, but I'll tell you right. this. Chip got in his own way because I saw who he could be if, right. he, if he didn't hold so much anger towards other people in the building. Mm-hmm. You know, you have to communicate with people. Once it's not going well, you have to get the owner involved and say, look, this is what's going on. I can't work like this. And he waited too long. He waited way too late. He waited till the end of the 14th season way too long. Um, but uh, Chip's a college coach. He's not an NFL coach. He never got it. Though people who work with him told me, Andrew, I don't, I don't think I've talked about this before. Chip's plan was actually to have Bradford be the bridge quarterback and then go draft his own quarterback. But because he missed on so many players, and he was not, he was not, he should never got general manager powers. Right. Didn't work out for him. But um, his plan was. Not to do that, was to have, they didn't want Brad for long term. He wanted him short term, but he also missed on Demarco Murray and some other moves. Um, so now you're doing podcasts, you're doing fantasy stuff. Still, you're doing it all. Yeah, not a lot. Yeah, just the the fantasy challenge series. I'll do until I retire because it's it's with with John John Hansen, who's one of my closest friends, and um, I turned down a lot of fantasy stuff because mm-hmm. I just don't have the time. But I love it. I mean, it's I love playing. I'll play in like four or five leagues. Yeah, yeah. So I've done Go Bird for WIP, and we thank. Uh, it was Spike Eskin and obviously John Barchard been very influential in our, our success with it, with Jeff Mosher, obviously. So make sure you, you visit us at, um, at Inside Birds on Twitter. And we're going to have some announcements coming. Um, love doing that. Um, got two or three th- projects I'm going to be involved probably this fall, which I can't announce yet. I'm hoping to, until I have an agreement, I can't, you know, I just can't do that. But um, the great thing about being on your own as an independent contractor, you kind of do whatever you want. I right. did that prior to, I, prior to my contract with. ESPN and 13 Andrew I work for the Eagles I work for uh, the Fanatic the other station and I had an, a, an, a show that was owned by the Eagles which is broadcast an IP so technically during the, week, during, during the week I was on both stations but because the Eagles owned the hour I could do it and I did I was on uh, Comcast Sportsnet oh yeah I forgot about right. that I was doing that with Brian Westbrook on Thursdays it was fun and along the way, you've developed sources where now you yeah. can be an insider for yourself on Twitter and right. you're one of the premier guys on Twitter breaking news. Right. I don't want to see the one thing, though, it's interesting you bring that up. I don't want to be an Eagles reporter. Like right. I, just, I just can't help it because I have this information. I want to, But I'm very careful to, to put too much Eagles information out there because fans then think I'm biased. Like I'm going to put out probably tonight or tomorrow as we, we tape this. I was at four camps last week, so I'm going to put out notes on Twitter. I don't have a blog. And I, I haven't created a public pay, Facebook page. Maybe I will. 
because I don't really have anywhere to go with this information. So, you know, i got to put it out somewhere. You can always use uh, WIP.com if you need to. Um, I appreciate that. Thank you. Like anyone else, Adam Kaplan's success has not come without struggle. He spent the large majority of his 20s working in sales, and recently, just a few years ago, he was fired from Fox Sports and had to figure out what to do next. Looking back, is it like kind of amazing to you that you're here and you've had this success and the way it's kind of escalated? It's it's. I remember Adam Schefter telling me when we worked together that he never thought like he'd be doing what he was doing. It was never planned. But what you do is you take advantage of the opportunities. You you grind. It helped that my, my wife and I don't have any kids, so I don't feel like I have to be home 24 hours a day. Because I didn't want the I didn't want the guilt. Like I don't want to have a kid and not be home. I didn't think it was fair. But I made a decision um, after I left Fox Sports. I was like, I'm going for it. I told my wife, I said, it's it now or never, or I'll do something else. And I went for it. I'm, you know, I just was fear- I'm pretty fearless once I know what I want. I don't let anything or anyone stop me. I don't listen to anyone. I only listen to me. Like that's the when you know you're right, it doesn't matter what anyone else thinks. They could call you names, they could give you the finger. I don't care what they think. I only care what I think because they're not in my shoes. Right. And I never would have gotten without that attitude, I never would have got there. And it, all the people who have had success in their life. They're never going to get there, A, without believing in themselves first. And you definitely need help. Like, I had some people who supported my, they saw my vision for my career. They saw my talent. But in the end, I never would have got there without not worrying about what other people thought. Just go for it. Like, right. you're doing this podcast. This is a very unique podcast, by the way. Yes, thank you. Thank this you. is, this is really cool. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. It is. And not everyone might have seen that. But I get your vision as we speak here. I totally see. Like you, I didn't know. I had no idea when we were coming what we were doing. Yeah, yeah. But this is a very unique thing that no other people are not doing. It's always trying to be unique and bring a value to something different. There's a lot of stories behind these personalities right. that I think are, are valuable. And the question I always ask everybody is, um, was there a moment for you where it was kind of like a fork in the road where you could have went the wrong way and everything could have derailed or changed or been different? When to put you Fo- on the spot, yeah. When Fox Sports laid me off during the lockout, I was crushed. I was really depressed. How I'm old not, were you at this point? I was uh, 2011, so okay. it's like you know early to mid 40s. Okay. And I was like, "This is not good. This is terrible." Um, I made a decision. I'm not going to. I'm not telling anyone other than my wife uh, and the guy who represented me. And I, I had a euphoric feeling. I said, "This is going to be the best thing that ever happened to me." We were having dinner. My friend Darren Morgan. And he goes, why the hell could you say this? I said, I know me. I'm better. I, I'm nothing's going to stop me. Nothing. I'm going to get there. I'm, I'm going to do it. I'm going to get there. Two years later, I got the ESPN. I never thought I'd get there. Schefter and I were competitors. He was nice enough to recommend me. But um, I was just like, it was at a lockout. Uh, and then I broke the Kevin Cobb story, being traded. I said, I'm back. I said, I didn't lose anything. It was their fault. It's like, they didn't. I, no, I'll take responsibility. I could have. There are a couple things I could have probably changed if I could do it. I'm like, you know what? Thank you for thank you for not picking up my option on my contract. The best thing that ever happened to me. And last question: um, You've been working and involved in football for so long. Do you still love it every day? You every day. The There's a different challenge. It's I can't get to everything. Um, it's really odd. Like I, I, you'll laugh at this, but I have more requests for my time now than I did when I was at ESPN. Isn't that odd? Yeah, yeah. I think people think because I'm not there, I must be free all the time. Right. I, I, pre- I believe me. I appreciate people being interested in me. It's awesome. I really, I'm very, I'm very humbled by it, and believe me, I'm grateful. But it's really funny. Um, if I put one tweet out about the Bills, four, three radio stations in Buffalo want, want to interview me today. And there's one TV station that they said they forgot that I was there. It's just weird. Yeah, like, it goes I don't, back to the digital media thing. You were I don't talking, understand. Yeah. Like I, I don't understand. Like it's cool. I wish I could make money off of it. I, again, I'm flattered by it. But I, I, it's it's the thing about this business, man. You never know. There are times when no one calls you for three or four months. You're like, man, I must have lost it. No one cares about me anymore. And then 
people like want to know what's football season. Of course, people right. want to know. You know, it's no different than anyone else out there. Before I wrapped up my conversation with Adam Kaplan, I had to ask him about the 2019 Eagles. And as an 18-year and counting fantasy football league commissioner, I had to ask him for his sleepers. How are you feeling about the Eagles in this season really and the good. NFL as a whole? Really good. So I think it's the best roster the Eagles have ever put together. Okay. Um, I think they're a 12 or 13 win team. If they don't have any injuries or not, and they've shown they could, could go overcome them. It's amazing what they've been able to do the last two years. I picked, I was put on the spot at a charity event. I said Chargers, Eagles, Super Bowl. Probably stick with it. I don't see why it would change. I like it. Unless there's a significant injury. And give me, give our people one fantasy sleeper or guy that's Ooh. falling under the. It's early, but Evan Ingram, Giants okay. tight end. Okay, I would say Evan Ingram, Giants tight end would be one. Carry on Johnson's value went way up. I think with theoretic cut, but I would say. And I was there with the Giants last week. I was like, oh, my God, Evan Ingram. They don't, who are they going to throw to? And the, Pat Shermer's a good play caller. He'll move him around. I, I look forward to seeing that. NFL insider Adam Kaplan. Thanks again for listening to Wired This Way. I hope you enjoyed the show. Please subscribe and rate Wired This Way wherever you get your podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, etc. Thanks again to Eric the Turtle Golden who helped produce the show. I'm Andrew Porter. We'll see you next time. 